It was around this time three years ago that I launched my online coaching business, EH Coaching. It's been an awesome three years and one of the best decisions that I have ever made. It's come with plenty of learnings and ups and downs along the way, but I wouldn't change it for the world. What's amazing is this actually marks year six of running my own business and being self-employed. I became a personal trainer in 2013 and my career began with running my own one-to-one personal training business. That taught me a hell of a lot and so did my employed time in between these two ventures. So as I've now reached this milestone, I want to share some of the learnings that I've gathered over the years of running my business that no one told me beforehand. And I truly hope that they help you if you have your own business or you're considering setting up your own. So let's dive in. These are in no particular order, but we'll start with one that's a super, super important learning. When you start your business, you're not just doing what the service of the business is, you're doing everything. As well as an online health and fitness coach, I've also had to be a content creator, customer service, a marketer, a salesperson, a designer. I've had to look after the finances of the business, the development of the business, the strategy, the admin, and I'm sure I'm missing out on things here. But when you are getting started, especially, you have to do and you are literally all of these things. Not to mention, unless you're lucky enough to have someone help you with the setup cost of a business, you are literally the sole investor of your business too. And the reality is, is no one's going to teach you how to do these things unless you hire a business mentor or something along those lines, which I do think is a very, very valuable thing to do. But this is something very important to be aware of. I remember seeing really good personal trainers in the past fail because they weren't good enough at business. And I've seen some really not so great personal trainers succeed because they knew how to talk to people to sell their services. So if you're wanting to create a business about something you love, your passion and your ability in this area will help you a lot. But unless you learn the skills to be a business owner or unless you can pay a lot of people to help you out your business may not succeed and this stat was very alarming to me the telegraph reported in 2022 that 20% of startups fail in their first year of business and 60% won't make it past three years of trading and I want to read that again not only for you guys but for myself as well 20% of startups fail in their first year of business and 60% won't make it past three years of trading I have goosebumps whilst reading that and that's more than half in the course of three years so if you and your friend or a family member start a business is likely that at least one of your businesses is going to fail. And this isn't to scare anyone, but it's to make you aware that it's not just a case of being passionate and good at what you do. You have to nurture your business like it's a living being. And that is something that you should absolutely know if you are getting started. So the second learning that I've gained in these past three to six years of being a business owner is that challenges are an unbelievably normal part of the process. When you're employed, there's always something to ask. There's a tech team that handles technical challenges. There's a HR team that handles challenges within the team. There's a comms person that can handle comms challenges. There's a person in a senior position that you can ask a question to. Unless you're the CEO of the company, you've got someone to ask. And even the CEO will have advisors or shareholders that they can discuss things with. But if you're a one-person business, unless you have friends, family, etc. who are in the same business as you, you don't really have people you can easily lean on for this advice. And they might even be your competition too. And as I mentioned earlier, you are everything in your business to begin with. So you're going to encounter challenges such as how do I set up a website? And if I can't set up a website, how do I hire a website designer? How do I know what I need or want on this website? How do I accept payments? How do I accept international payments? How do I register as self-employed? Am I a sole trader or a registered business? How do I set up a company email address? How do I handle customer issues? What is my refund policy? Should I have an email list? How often should I post on social media? How do 
I get referrals? How do I keep my clients and customers happy? Should I take on staff? How much should I pay them? How do I keep them from leaving? You are going to have a bunch of questions and a bunch of challenges to face. Excitement about your project, willingness to learn, and motivation will get you through a large part of this. But these things come up very regularly in the early stages of your business. So it's important to be prepared to face them and thrive during them too. However, it's not all doom and gloom. There is beauty to this. It does feel amazing to find a solution or resolve a problem that you never knew how to overcome in the past. To create your very own website or launch your social media page, these things can feel amazing, but they require a lot of willingness to learn and a lot of time and stress too. So it's incredibly important to be aware and ready for this. This next learning you're really going to want to listen to. You are almost always working as a business owner. Say goodbye to closing your laptop at 5 p.m. and not thinking about it until you have to pick things back up again. Say goodbye to clear-cut vacations and time off. In my first year of business, I didn't really take any time off at all. In the second year of business, I once again barely took any time off. I remember being sat at my laptop and working as the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve of like 2020 and thinking to myself, I should probably take a little bit more time off this year. And in my third year, I'm confident I will take some time off but this doesn't mean my mind will completely switch off nor will I ignore my social media during these times either. If you're passionate about growing your business and ensuring it thrives there will literally always be something to do, an email to respond to, a mini project to start, a social media post to create. Especially if you grow enough to have your own team it may seem as if you're delegating responsibility and will have more time but then you will be their go-to person and then other opportunities will open up and to be completely honest it's a lot. I'm super fortunate that I love being a business owner. Last year, I would happily work seven days a week without any issues whatsoever and be more than happy to take on the pressure and workload that this provided. I've always been like this to a degree, even when I was a young personal trainer. It wasn't unusual at all for me to be sitting and working on my laptop on Christmas day. I have always enjoyed these things. However, having boundaries, balancing other things in your life certainly becomes a lot more challenging when you are running your own business. Since getting into a relationship last year, this is something that I've had to adapt to massively. All of a sudden, working seven days a week isn't feasible. And not only that, I wanted to spend time with this amazing woman who I'm with. So I'm now asking myself, how do I balance the two? How do I nurture both of these incredibly important things at the same time? It's not easy. So if you have a family and a business, you have all of my respect because there's even more responsibilities and commitments. Whilst we're on this point as well, let me throw in another, especially if you are single or in the early stages of your relationship. Pick your partner wisely. I repeat, pick your partner wisely. I am unbelievably fortunate that I have such a supportive partner who helps me push my business forward, who's excited about the projects that I'm working on, that is the one telling me, should we work all day this Saturday? I'm telling the truth here, and I've been there in the past where people believe dating a business owner is a great idea until they realize how consumed they can get and how much time it requires them to work. So this is a vital step if you want a thriving business. Your partner needs to understand that this isn't a typical job. They need to be prepared to support you during the crazy busy times and also the tough and slower times too. If you don't pick wisely, you're asking for something that's already pretty difficult to be extremely difficult. So coming back to the first part of my point, if you want to start a business, be prepared to be working almost all of the time. I'm yet to meet a successful business owner with really solid boundaries in place who doesn't work more than the average person, which tells me that either we still have more learning to do when it comes to boundaries in business, which could be a fair comment, or this is part and parcel of running a success 
successful business. And the final couple of points I want to share today are quite likely the most important. You are your biggest limit when it comes to your business. And also if you don't take care of yourself, it's likely that your business won't be successful or as successful as it could be. Let me repeat this again. You are your biggest limit when it comes to your business. And also if you don't take care of yourself, it's likely that your business won't be as successful or as successful as it could be. Let's break down part one of this point. What's the big difference between the Elon Musks, the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates of the world, and the average business owner? Intelligence may be an aspect, specific skills may be an aspect, but the biggest thing in my eyes is vision, self-belief, and work ethic. And the amazing thing is that you can develop work ethic, you can develop self-belief, and both of these will get you incredibly far. Vision might be the hardest out of the three, but it still can be developed, and if you meet people along the way that can help you with your vision, why can't you be unstoppable? In a business, especially when you are the sole person within it, there's nowhere to look but the mirror. Don't blame the industry. Don't blame the market being too saturated. Don't blame your competition. You have to look at yourself. If the business is becoming stagnant, you need to recognize that and find a way to pump life back into it. If the business isn't making enough sales, you need to find out why and start trying to find new ways to attract customers and clients. If your clients and customers aren't happy, you have to ask yourself why and do something to improve that. All of these things are on you. And the amazing thing is, is that you have the power to turn all of these things around. So if you think small, you'll probably have an average business. However, if you think big and you have the drive, determination, and take the action needed, you'll probably have a thriving business. The second aspect is probably massively overlooked too. I had a DM on Instagram about this recently. A woman reached out to me and said something along the lines of, I'm trying to get back into shape. I've launched my own business. I have other responsibilities and I simply can't find the time. And my response to her was that it's so key to carve out that time for yourself to sleep well, to eat well, to exercise, because no one is going to do this for you. The time to do this isn't going to appear out of nowhere. So you have to factor this in. Another aspect of this that we may not recognize is that these things actually help your business grow. You exercise and eat well, which results in you having less sick days from work because if you're running your own business, no one is paying you for that day and no work is getting done if you're not doing it. You sleep well, which means you're sharper and you can have a more productive day. Your business relies on you being the driving force. So if you're not looking after your physical and your mental well-being, this is going to catch up with you. So team, those are my four or five key lessons that I've learned and that unfortunately no one told me before. So I really hope that they help you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and let me know. And here's to the best year of EH coaching yet and another year of thriving. Take care and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.